Welcome to the podcast of the Sunday morning worship service of the Heartland Church of the Nazarene. We're a community of faith learning to love God and our neighbors as ourselves. Welcome home. Today's sermon text is from James 1, 19 through 27. The passage will be on the screen for you, or if you like, please turn to James in your Bible. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious, do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Thank you, Sam. That is the word of the Lord for us today. Well, we are in week two of a couple of weeks uh, in the book of James. And we started out last week saying that one of the things that James was deeply concerned with was that we might live, be able to live with one another in an authentic and real community. Uh, That everything that James will say as we go forward is geared towards us living with each other as the body of Christ, as the people of God, uh, doing that well so that we might live well with the people around us and be faithful witnesses uh, to Jesus Christ. Uh, We we looked at a particular part. We've read all of it so far, and we're going to focus on on different parts of the passages. I don't know if we'll say everything on everything in James. Uh, But we focused on the fact that James wants us to understand that like our trials and temptations uh, aren't something that comes from God but that they come from our own selfish desires that get a little out of whack. And uh, all of those things, well, he wants us to know that there's a certain wisdom in knowing where our struggles come from. Uh, At the same time, like they come from ourselves, like we like to blame other people uh, or we maybe blame the devil for the things that we do wrong, which you can't do. I meant to say that last week, but I didn't. You can't blame God for your sin or the devil because it's you. James wants us to know the wisdom of knowing where our temptations come from, but he also wants us to know that there's a wisdom in understanding where our help comes from in defeating temptation. Uh, James will say that the the power of God, the power of Jesus Christ, comes and and helps us to understand and control and to be, what he says, a first fruits uh, for the kingdom of God. Uh, That God is working in us to help us to control our selfishness, to control our sinfulness, so that we might be uh, faithful witnesses. Um, and we do, we, we learn how to do all that in the, in the context of authentic community with each other. You and I need each other in order to understand how we are sinful. We need each other to understand 
our own selfishness, and we need each other to have God's help to be able to overcome that sinfulness. Well, he goes, he goes on today, and um, he continues his letter, and we're going to, uh, that is not the right one. Oh, man. Sometimes our, um, our slides get synced up wrong, and I think that's my fault. Okay, so if you've got your Bible, because it's not there, James 1.19, and uh, hopefully we'll have some of it. He starts off uh, verse 19 with this. Like, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone t- to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Uh, let's stop there and um, kind of point out a couple of things that I think are, are helpful for us in this particular passage. It might help us to understand. Sl- quick, to, quick to listen. Um, I, I want to point out that there's a difference between listening and hearing. Uh, when I go, I go to, to GoPo downtown, and I go there and I do work. Usually that's where you can find me on Tuesday mornings. Uh, it's, it's a great place. I drink coffee. I eat popcorn. Um, you, can eat, you can eat really great popcorn before noon, just so you know that. Um, well, there's, there, there's sometimes, I go upstairs, but sometimes there's people there, and sometimes there's music playing, and it gets kind of loud, and I find it hard to concentrate. And, and if I'm, what I go there normally f- to do is to kind of work on a sermon or something I'm writing, and I need a little bit of concentration if I'm going to read or write. And so I have these really great noise-canceling headphones. And so I will pop those, those things on. And, and as great as they are, they don't, they don't block out everything. Uh, for a while, the only thing they didn't block out was Elmo and Josh's voice. Um, I'm still sure, I'm not sure about, well, um, Elmo is just, I don't know, of the devil. But, uh, uh, so, so I usually will play a little soft, I'll play some instrumental music. Um, currently, I've been listening to a lot of, like, movie scores, and, and it's just good stuff. And I have it kind of at a low, low volume, but with the noise-canceling headphones, and a little bit of music, I can't hear what's going around me. Uh, but I'm, not, I'm listening to that music that's coming through my headphones, but I am not truly hearing it. Uh, I'm not, my mental capacities are focused on the task at hand and not on uh, really enjoying and listening to the, the, the rich variety of that music. I'm not concentrating on you know, what each instrument is doing or the, the kind of the movement and flow of the song. I am listening to it, but I am not hearing it. I think this is what James means, that he's wanting us to be quick to listen, quick to hear what it is that other people are saying. I I think this is tough because, well, I think American discourse right now uh, about everything, uh, we we are not quick to listen. Uh, or to truly hear. Uh, we, don't, we don't sit down and take the time to genuinely interact with someone with whom we disagree with uh, to, 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 to try and work through an argument. That I think a couple things happen. Um, either like we know what we want and what we think and we're just not going to accept the other person's argument. Or if we're, we're having a conversation with somebody, and this is something that I deal with a lot actually, uh, is that I've keyed in on something that person has said and I am formulating my rebuttal already in my mind and everything else that they are saying, 
I have, uh, I'm, just, I'm just not hearing it. That goes back to, to Simeon's question about, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm just, I miss it because I'm, uh, I'm just not hearing really what they're saying. I, I, think, uh, I think this meme, uh, not this particular one, but you've seen this, have you seen this guy on the, on the internet? Like all over the place, people will put different things on there and he's, you know, like Pop-Tarts are ravioli changed my mind. Like they, they are, okay, I'm glad you get it. The other one that I saw, but it was too small, was uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the William Shatner of our generation. I I'm, uh, had a conversation with Sam about that. I'm not sure that that's true, but, you know, changed my mind. Um, I, I think this is, this is our posture, usually. Like, we, we sit there, and we've got this smug smile on our face in a coffee cup, and we're like, Jesus changed my mind, right? Uh, or... Um, whatever it is we're, we're, we're talking about, and, and that's like everything these days. Uh, but I think that, that James is wanting us to, to counterintuitively, even though he says be quick to listen, to slow and to hear. Uh, to hear what the other people are saying and to truly try to seek to understand. Because uh, as, you know, as Simeon reminded us, thanks Simeon, that was gold by the way, I think sometimes we will realize how close we are. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying we've got to accept everybody's argument. We don't have to take everybody's side uh, just because we're trying to hear. Uh, but we, conversations never, ever go anywhere if we have already decided at the beginning that our starting point is right and the other person's is wrong. Can I just say that like, this is 98% of cable news. I mean, like they have people on, and they're not really interested in hearing what their expert guest has, you know, is saying. They, I mean, and everybody does it. But James, he is interested in us living together as a faithful, authentic community. And in order to be able to do that, you and I must be able to sit and hear what other people are saying. Uh, we can't, we, we don't know, um, we don't know what the kind of atmosphere that, that uh, James is preaching to, but um, I think this quote that I, that I came across as I was uh, doing my, my work for this, um, this commentator thinks that the atmosphere that James was writing into was a tension-filled atmosphere where careless words could cause major destruction, an environment where accusations are being made, battle lines are drawn, and short-sighted actions are offered as solutions. I, I, I think that we have to be slow, to, quick to hear, and then, and then once we actually hear, like especially because I think this paragraph describes not necessarily our church, right? We're, we're, we're a good bunch. Uh, we don't argue a whole bunch, uh, at least not as much as a lot of churches do. Um, but I think the world around us is like this. It's a, it's a tension-filled atmosphere, and careless words are flying, and, and like we, we can't speak well because we're not listening and we're not hearing well. I think that goes, goes to the second thing that he says, let everyone be quick to listen and slow to speak. We cannot speak well until we have heard well. We can, 
we can diffuse a lot within the church, with our neighbors, on Facebook. Like, he's, he's talking about social media here, too. James doesn't know what social media is. He doesn't know who Mark Zuckerberg is or the guy who invented Twitter or whatever. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that if James was alive today, he would say, he would have you write on your forehead backwards so you could read it every morning. Do not argue with people on the internet. That's what he would have you write on your forehead. Ah. Uh, because the internet isn't, isn't necessarily a place and where anybody is quick to listen or slow to speak. And I think too often we take our cues from those spaces and translate them into everyday conversations. And James is like, no, you can't do that. Uh, going on, uh, I think we're, our, our presentation is back to right. He says this, uh, so, yeah, slow to anger. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we'll, we'll go there for a, for a second. Uh, he goes, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Uh, I, I think that if we are hearing well, if we are hearing well and we are speaking well, then we are not probably going to be as angry as maybe we are when we are jumping to conclusions and not believing the best about the other person and not hearing them and, and not running everything we say through kind of a Holy Spirit-empowered filter. We get angry. Well, at least maybe, maybe we don't get quite as reactionary uh, when we do those things because anger is not a sin, right? Um, I think what you do with that anger and how you react to, to things is where we get into trouble. Uh, so be quick to listen, quick to hear. After we've heard well, we speak well. And maybe we don't get quite as angry. Here's, here's though, what I think is, is gold. And for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Uh, just, 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 just think about that for a second. When you are angry, you aren't helping God any. <laughs> A couple of things that, that we might be able to do um, when we read this, this little verse here. Uh, the word your isn't actually there in the passage. The, the actual word is the word for human. Uh, and, and anger could really be translated wrath because of kind of the vengeful nature of it. Uh, I think wrath or anger works, but I think human is probably pretty key. So we could, we could translate it this way. For human wrath does not produce God's righteousness. Human wrath does not produce God's righteousness. What, is, what does God's righteousness mean? Is, is James talking about like God's righteous plan for you and your life, like your ethical and moral life and your flourishing? Or does he mean God's plan and will for the entire world, the coming kingdom of God, goodness and wholeness and restoration and salvation? I don't think it means either one. I think it means both. See, I, I think that when, when we don't hear well and when we don't speak well and when we get anger and we get the anger to get the most of us, we are actually working against God's good will in the world. That when you get upset, just, just upset about some 
social thing. I, I have to be careful because there are some things that, that we are right to be upset about, right? Like there, there are deep, deeply disturbing and troubling things in this world. But I'm not sure that going at them from a place, a reaction of anger is really what we're being called to. At least that doesn't seem to be what James is saying. Because I think when we approach the evils of this world, and maybe the things we think are evil that may, maybe are, maybe not, or just, you know, the person who's wrong on the internet, we're actually working against what God is wanting to do in the world. Uh, Jesus will say, um, they will know you by your love, not by your anger. So we are slow, we are slow in our hearing. We are quick to listen well. We are slow to speak, slow to become angry because our anger doesn't help anything. All right, moving on a little bit. Uh, he goes to the next one, verse 21, starts with a therefore. So he's tying what he said already before, everything about being slow to, to anger. And he's tying that together with, with this. Therefore, rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your soul. James is talking to people he is talking to people who have already begun to follow Jesus Christ. And he's saying, this word, this word, Jesus Christ has been given to you. And it, he lives inside you, in, in your soul. And in order for you to, to live into the salvation that you have received, uh, you must rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth and wickedness. Now that's kind of, that's kind of crazy language. But what I think he's saying here is like all of those things that the Spirit needs to, to, to work out of us. Uh, and I can't decide whether like we, we do that and then we're able to speak and listen well or when we start listening well and speaking well and being slow to angry, that the Spirit uses those disciplines to help us to be free of sordidness and rank growth and wickedness. I think the key, though, here is welcome with meekness. Uh, that we receive what God has given us with humbleness. And that produces in us a posture of humbleness towards our brothers and sisters in the faith and our brothers and sisters in the world. This is, he's saying, how we hear and how we speak is connected to our salvation, or at least showing our salvation. He goes along and says, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. Um, and he uses this, he uses this, uh, he uses this analogy. He's like, don't be like the person who goes to a mirror and looks at it and then immediately walks away and forgets what they look like. Now, the force of, of language that James is using here, using here isn't like you stand there and you fix your hair uh, or, you know, you do your makeup and then you walk away and you forget what you look like. He's talking about like this deep, contemplative 
examination, which I think, I think as Christians we are called to do. He's saying, don't be like the person who has spent time understanding what God is doing in your life, looking and examining the, the grace that God has given to you and, and who you're to become only to step away from the mirror and to forget what God is doing in your life. Here's what I think is happening in James, uh, to the people who James is writing. There are some who are there, and they have begun to follow Jesus, and they gather together in fellowship with one another, and uh, they are learning about what Jesus wants them to do and who he wants them to be. Uh, and as soon as they step out of the context of that, you know, their gathering where they have become, learning, to be, learning about being what they're supposed to be, they forget all of those things and they immediately revert back to their behaviors before. Your belief, your confession about who you are, about what you believe is right and true, is absolutely worthless if you cannot hear well and speak well and not get angry and you know, do things wrong in your anger. Does that make sense? I think Jesus, uh, James is talking about like how we live and converse and talk in communion with other displays for everyone the nature of our true belief. I say that because of this last part. If any think you are religious and do not bridle your tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for the orphans and the widows in their distress and to keep one un oneself unstained from the world. There's a connection, a deep connection, it seems, between how we talk in the world and how we behave in the world. And I think James understands that if we are, if we are not valuing people kind of in this communal, conversational level, if we're not seeking to truly know and be known, uh, the then the stuff that's bad inside of us isn't going to get challenged. It's, it's not going to get rooted out with the help of the Spirit and our Christian brothers and sisters. And, and, and when we don't allow those kinds of things to happen, when we don't let God work in us in very practical ways, well then when God calls us to do things like care for the widow and the orphans, well, we're just not going to do it. Because at a very basic level in our speech, we haven't learned not to care only for ourselves. Does that make sense? James, from the very beginning, uh, and actually this comes from the end, um, wants us to live in authentic community. If you and I cannot listen well to each other here, we will not be able to listen well to our community, the people around us. And if we can't listen well, we're not going to know 
things that they need and the ways we can show Christ's love in around those who are around us. If we cannot, if we cannot run our speech through a Holy Spirit-empowered filter because we have listened well with each other here today in the body of Christ, that we are not going to be able to do that with our neighbors. We are not going to be able to do that with the world around us. Uh, We're going to argue, and we're not going to be able to be a faithful witness to the love that Jesus Christ has given us to the love that Jesus Christ wants to give to the entire world. If we cannot be slow to anger with each other, if if we cannot allow God to help and work in us in that way, then we are not going to be able to be slow to anger with the world around us. This here, uh, the body of Christ, church community of faith, it's so essential for us to be able to live as faithful witnesses to Jesus Christ in our world. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that we are Christian. We are Christian not for ourselves, but we are Christian for the sake of, not just for ourselves, I should say. We are Christian for the sake of the people around us. We are Christian for the sake of the church. And we are a church, not for the sake of pews and buildings or comfy chairs and attendance statistics or tithe. We are not the church for the sake of like just being a name that people know about. We are a church that is deeply, that should deeply care for our world. I don't know if I said that right. We are not a Christian just for ourselves. We are Christian for the sake of the church, and we are the church for the sake of the world. Who are we? We are people who are called to love God with all that we have and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And an intimate part of loving our neighbors as ourselves is being quick to listen It's being hearing well. It is being slow to speak and being slow to be angry. When we we allow the Spirit to help us do those things, then we will be able to, in word and in deed, faithfully proclaim the love that Jesus Christ has given to us and the love that Jesus has is giving to the world. We're going to sing a song. I'm going to pray, and then we'll sing a song. And I want you to ask yourselves a couple of questions as we do that, as I pray and as we sing. Uh, Ask God to help you listen well so that you might speak with gentleness and grace. Uh, You might actually start by asking God to help you to know if you listen well or not. Because I think that I listen well sometimes and I'm not. So ask the Spirit to reveal that to you and then for the strength and the courage to do, to listen well. Ask God to help you control your anger, even your anger at the unrighteous and hurtful and sinful things in our world. 
submit yourself to the Spirit once again and ask God to help you continue to submit each, each day. I think sometimes we forget that the Holy Spirit isn't just about guiding us and helping us discern what's next. The Holy Spirit is important in helping us to become people who are Christ-like. And that is something that we must do every day. And that will help us to hear well and to speak well and to live well as a community, as a church, and in relation to the world around us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your goodness and your grace to us. Thank you that um, you have always been patient with us, that you have always been quick to listen to us and to understand us, and that you have been slow to speak to us. Thank you that you have been slow to anger, that you are abounding in steadfast love and mercy. Lord, we, we seek to want to be like you in every possible way. Lord, we are surrounded by a, a world that is, well, it's just, it's not at all what James has described for us today. Lord, help us to be countercultural in that way. Uh, that we might not succumb uh, to the conversations and the way people talk, but that we might give ourselves in faithfulness uh, to our brothers and sisters in Christ and to the world around us so that we might be a community, but that we might be a faithful witness to all that you have done and all that you are doing in our world. Pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Sunday morning worship service. For more information about the Heartland Church of the Nazarene, please visit heartlandnaz.org.